0: good evening you're listening to skip intro with me Kelvin Yee in the studios with me is Ian McNally, Bahir Yusuf, and Julian Yap we are talking about Amazon's The Boys
1: greatest superhero team
2: the world's ever seen. The Seven. Is there anything I can help you with? I heard what happened to Robin. You ain't
3: alone, son. Supes lose hundreds of people each year to collateral damage. They were my on the front page. That's where I mean the boys come in.
2: I'm the world's greatest superhero. I can do whatever I want. Oi! What's Sporty Spice up to?
3: Who?
0: Well, to me, it's just the worst possible timeline after the end of The Incredibles 2. (laughs) Nails it. Yeah,
3: I go with that, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, So if you don't know about The Boys, The Boys is a comic book by Gareth Ennis and Derek Robertson. Um, It ran for a few issues with DC before it was kicked off and go over to Image because it was too close to what they were actually doing with superheroes. Oh, okay. And it's set in a world where they do have superheroes. They're all kind of owned or sponsored by one company called Voight.
3: I mean, I think they work for one company. They work for one company, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: But it's a world where superheroes will be treated like sports stars. They all have advertising deals. They deal with organized crime in that the company actually organizes for them to go and stop crime at areas where a camera crew is going to be available. No,
3: because, you know, liabilities. Yeah. You know, you have to make make sure for these things. Just in case you
2: beat up the wrong people. It is corporate superheroes. Yes,
3: corporate superheroes is the perfect way to
2: describe it. And into this world comes Huey, who's with superheroes, with great power comes great collateral damage, basically. So there is a Huey's character who's Girlfriend is horrifically uh, dismembered by a superhero called A-Train, who's basically the Flash as he speeds through her. And this sets off a whole look at the dark, seedy underbelly of what these superheroes are. And this group called The Boys, who are put together to spank them when they get a line. Yeah. Basically.
3: Pretty much, yeah. Uh, I was not expecting what I got.
2: Yeah, I haven't read the comic I, at all.
3: I have not read any of that comic. And, I mean... Fairly early on in episode one, you're kind of quickly introduced to this idea that this is no Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a peachy universe. And that came out of left field for me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: just from the trailer alone, I was kind of expecting a kick ass sort of thing. Mm. I didn't. I, I The knew, movie, not an actual yeah, like no.
2: truly kick ass. I knew
1: thing. nothing about the comic. I didn't know it was a comic. Mm. Um, but, and you know what? Starting episode one, That first five minutes was so boring (laughs) (laughs) that I was, oh, no, this is it for eight hours. nah this is what I'm going to. And then five minutes in, something happens. And it's exactly the kind of gross kind of murder that you want to see five minutes into a fun comic book superhero kind of movie that it drew me in like instantly. And that's it carries you through the entire show. But it's not they don't do it so much that you kind of get bored of it in mm. the in the kick-ass way where when you're about an hour you in. You get desensitized, right? Yeah. yeah. So every time a new killing or a new murder happens, you're just, oh, wow, that's some guts. That's some blood. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah.
2: it. It's truly horrifying at times. It yeah.
3: is truly horrifying. I think it's... I mean, I I had put it on my because my wife was like, "Hey, do we have anything to watch again?" I said, "Yeah, I got something to watch for for work." And she was like, "Okay, cool."
2: Wait, no parents in the room, right?
3: No, no parents in the room. Right? <laughs> not yeah. for this show. Not Just for this show. No, order. yeah. And then uh, maybe at the end of episode one, she goes, "What am I watching? <laughs> what is this?" And I think you'll get that throughout the entire series. I think that idea that this is not a superhero, you know, series as you expect. It's not, you know, does it's mm, it's not fu- it's not funny. It's well, it's funny. It's hilarious. It's but funny,
2: but it's not comic book. funny. It's not
3: comic book funny, yeah. and it's not. And and I I, I would, I'm loath to describe it as dark and gritty either because yeah. it's not.
2: There's a point where the, the the boys in the comic are actually CIA sanctioned to keep an eye on heroes. They haven't quite gotten there in oh, the TV show, okay. but there was a past group of them, and yeah. it is this idea that one of the characters, Frenchie, will figure out the way to take a superhero down. yeah, And there is a there is a, a conversation they have around that because these guys have annoyed The Seven and The Seven are very clearly based off Marvel <laughs> and DC's yeah, hero. Yeah, Justice League. The Homelander yeah. is basically, they got Brandon Routh and Chris Evans, threw them in a blender and came up with the Superman-Captain America hybrid yeah. who's kind of perfect in his awfulness. Mm. Yeah. Like, I really like the guy who played him, Anthony Starr, which I don't think I've seen in anything. And he has this immense power but immense childishness mm. because he's nothing literally no one or nothing can challenge oh, no, him but that's the
3: thing that's 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 the quote you had earlier right that they haven't been spanked yeah you know, they haven't been told don't do this right yeah. so they're they're living in this they're living in their own world which unfortunately is the world everybody else is yeah. living in as well it, it, it's yeah. their
2: world we just live in it. yeah and I I just I love he's so smug and awful so the other characters I have are Queen Maeve who's basically wonder woman Mm. the deep which is basically aquaman i think Mm. we'll talk a bit more about the Deep later a train who's basically the flesh we're basically we're going an awful lot off dc here yeah black noir who's kind of mysterious batman but we don't know and Man, I think I
1: wish, I wish we saw more of Black Noir yeah. Yeah. when they there's a point in the series when they do this like character intro like marketing pure PR stuff and the the shot that they use for Black Noir making his Jin Maicha is so perfect <laughs> that I just want to know more there's a point when he plays the piano
2: yes, I yeah. love
1: him but yes. I don't know what he does
2: yeah he just stands around and intimidates people by you staring know. at them like he stares at the pianist until he gets out of the way yeah. and then he, he starts playing beautifully yeah. and you just don't know is this like a batman character or is it something else or is he a ninja yeah because
3: i'm reminded of that gi joe ninja i can't remember his name now snake eyes yeah because you don't see anything right he's not wearing like a mask he's wearing like a full
2: headgear mm. so it's like a ski mask with stuff on top
3: yeah so it's, he's night monkey
2: he is the night, night monkey. monkey yeah he is the, <laughs> night, monkey. Yeah, <laughs> the night monkey yeah even, Except when, no even when you see him drinking from a straw it's through the mask yeah it's through <laughs> the mask
3: yeah that was that one shot they did it was great I I really, really enjoyed myself in this show. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure there's a second season. I hope there is. The second season has been approved. It's been approved, confirmed. Great, because I want to see more of this.
2: But I think that brings up one of my problems with the series in that this doesn't feel like season one. This feels like a Netflix part one. The season ends and there's so many dangling threads Mm. that it felt like, they, they decided, never decided really we've off, got so. enough done. Let's get this out and then we can call the second half of the season because again it is only 8 episodes. Mm. We can call the second half of the season part 2 or season 2 because there's a like the the, the Black Noir stuff from the, I've did some research. There's stuff from the comic that will play into that. Right. The the way they've worked out the relationships with Carl uh, Urban's character in the Homelander is slightly different, I believe. But there's have you noticed the thing with the flies? Yeah. Yes. There's flies in an awful lot of scenes. I'm not sure if it's just a play on the fact that he's a butcher. Or if it's other characters as well, mm. that's something that feels like it's going somewhere yeah. but it yeah. doesn't. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. the group vote 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 every vote Vot. every time they say, it, "I'm just thinking of Ozymandias from Watchmen." Yes, because it's very clearly modelled on that. But yeah. we don't get to meet Mr. Vought We do get to meet Giancarlo Esposito, who seems like you know he's Mr. Eggers from downstairs. It's going to be this big thing, and he's mm. like in one scene, and that's it. Yeah, and it feels like that's building somewhere. No,
3: you because you can't get Giancarlo Esposito and not use him in more than. Two scenes, right? Yeah. He, he's such an amazing actor, and and for whatever they do with it, he's gonna be great, I'm sure.
1: I mean, to be fair, I don't think the series, I don't think the cameos really—they come in and they go real quick, you know. Mm. I, I'm not gonna say anything, but there the was TV, an, the, the movie-related inc- cameo. There was cameo? an incredible cameo in there that really made me sit up because at that point it was episode five or six, mm. and there was the the series really needed something to you know remind you about the realness and the satire of what they're trying to do with the show and they're trying to call us out on our superhero um, big studio love mm. and our kind of reliance on that and they forgot that for two or three episodes to go on with their story mm. and that's fine, but they brought that in and do you know what? That was great. I loved it. <laughs> if that kind of continues on in the next series, I'm definitely going to go for it. But my problem with it, I didn't, I didn't find the threads hanging sort of a big deal. My problem with it was that it forgot all of that. Mm. Like it had a big... Opportunity, and I'm sure they're saving this for like season two or whatever. But I feel like they had a big opportunity to question and satirize a lot of things, which they started in episode one and kind of followed through a little yeah. bit. But they kind of left that because yeah. they had their own story.
3: They kind of stuck with. They kind of went through the one story arc motion, right? Yeah. And I think you're right. And in, in some ways. You would have loved to have seen episode one or episode two, sort of a couple more episodes yeah. of that, right, where they're trying to deal with the seven, essentially, in or at least other people try and deal with the seven. But... It sort of really focused in onto that one personal story and yeah. sort of dragged that along. Yeah, I also I don't, don't mind it.
1: because we got to meet all of the seven and their actual horrible grossness and their terrible lack of humanity. But mm. then the boys and their kind of lack of humanity, but made up in other ways. And we get to see the characters. I get it season one and it's a character season, obviously, but I still had a lot of fun.
0: We are talking about the boys today. If you have any thoughts, you can send it to us on WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. On social media, we are at Skip Intro My. More after this, BFM eighty nine point nine. Because freedom matters, BFM eighty nine point nine. Hello, it's Skip Intro with me, Kelvini Yap, and the boys Ian McNally, Baha Yusuf. We are talking about Eric Kripke's The Boys. Uh, so this is essentially a dark superhero series. And we've talked about a few characters uh, earlier, which includes the Homelander, also uh, Black Noir, but there is one that stood out to us that we haven't really addressed, and that is The Deep.
2: Take it away.
1: I love The Deep
2: so much.
1: (laughs) You start off the series... Um, being introduced to this character who is truly, truly awful. Yeah. And it's this series kind of stab at, you know, the Me Too thing. And, you know, they do it well enough. It's but Me like, Too,
2: but with Aquaman.
1: Yeah. And Chase Crawford plays The Deep, by the way. And he's My God. the perfect <laughs> casting for this. Because as, the, as you go through the episodes, his character just gets deeper and deeper in a hole. And it's like, wow, he's really just trapped in a glass case of emotion. I love him. <laughs>
3: I mean, I'll be honest. I was watching it and then my wife goes, is that the guy from Gossip Girl? I am like <laughs> I never saw a single episode. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. But, but you're right. I think that the deep does go into this really deep pit of problems that he sort of hmm. dug himself. And I mm-hmm. like the fact that it's addressed, right? It's not just a sort of back rooms, you know, ruler over the fingers thing. No, he... Hmm. There is a admittedly minor repercussions for him in the when what he's done. Yeah.
2: And um and But only like, after Starlight brings it to detention. Like the seven weren't gonna do anything about it on their own. Yes, list.
3: exactly. Yeah. 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 So 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 it was nice that he has to pay off some way, mm-hmm. but yeah. But I like I wanna see that story. I wanna see that he gets demoted from, or oh, not demoted, but he gets, um, what's the word I'm looking for, sent out to a different area. Reassigned. Yeah, reassigned. Put greatly. in the punish
1: box.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They basically send the seaman to Iowa. But <laughs> well, there's no water. <laughs> there's no
3: water. <laughs> and in, in in all those scenes, you realize that essentially he was sent there just to sort of like big up the, the water park, right? Yeah. I like that. I like that there's these and you see at one point, um, also Elizabeth Shoe's in this. Oh yeah, we mm-hmm. should get to We her should as well. probably mention that Elizabeth Shoes in this who's sorry. Elizabeth Shoe's the head of art. It's fine. She's well she's the head of like superhero relations. Superhero relations or she, she reports to a higher power but also yeah. she's you know, the
1: seven are her. Superheroes. Yeah. They are hers.
3: Yes. So there's that one scene where, where Elizabeth Shoe Elizabeth Shoe is sort of like negotiating, sending out you know one of the superheroes to a certain spot and what they're what they'll do for pr and what they'll do for crime and and how much that costs actually so yeah. i like that idea that vot is actually you know like we said it's a corporation it's it's making money they're assigning superheroes to certain areas assigning crime to certain superheroes, right? Oh, it's a crime by the water. You got to send the deep.
2: And in a way, I mean, they weren't super skeevy in that, in that they said that they have a department that just figures out where the crimes are going to happen. It's mm. not like they're, they're avoiding- They're not faking crime. This. They're yeah. not faking it. But it is just like, we have all these resources. You're yeah. bringing in all this money. We're better than the cops. Yeah. Just go here and like, stop this. And also, this.
3: just like every time and the researchers are going, every time the superheroes show up at the researchers, you know, <laughs> so like floor, they go like, you're not supposed to be here. Yeah. like, what mm-hmm. are you doing
2: here? They're also terrified. They're also super Because terrified. all these superheroes are completely damaged. And I think that's... One of the saving graces of the show is that everyone's damaged. Mm. It's nice that it's different in a way from a lot of the other gritty superhero types and that the boys trying to take them down are underpowered and outmatched they don't have any powers they're Mm. just trying to think their way out of it
1: I mean I think it's very well written how they balance the oh no my morality and oh no these (laughs) people are bad but oh no but they're superheroes and I'm supposed to love them and you know when you're a kid and you grow up idolizing people who are superheroes and what happens when you find out when your heroes who are literally superheroes are not the heroes that you thought also your
2: superheroes are just people yeah Yeah. I mean that is the thing it's like everyone's awful but it takes a kind of conscious act of will not to be mm. like Huey does this a lot we should talk a bit about Jack Quaid he's the kind of heart of the series in the original comics that Huey was drawn like uh, Simon Pegg and was actually Scottish oh wow yeah so they put Simon Pegg in here with an American accent that's Huey's dad just because mm. I guess and Carl Urban's Australian accent is gone and he's English now because mm. as well but I think it had a weird line with Huey in that he keeps me grounded in the show around the horrible things that Carl Urban and the other guys are sometimes doing around him. But also he's kind of toxic masculinity as well. Like he only really starts to excel when he gives into his rage and starts being a raging jerk.
1: Huey is the most boring character in this entire <laughs> show. Like, in the same way that Orange is the New Black, how you don't care about Piper in every scene mm. that she's in, mm. you kind of forget that Huey's in this show at all until you see him in the background when Carl Urban is doing some stuff. Mm. And that's fine because I don't really need him to be the kind of driving mm. force. There, are, There is a little, like, thread that they kind of tie together with Starlight, um, one of the seven who comes in at the start of the series um, as this new member of the seven. But, even then starlight is a better anchor yeah she's a good anchor for episodes and scenes where huey does not but the fact that they try to tie them together because they're both sort of the newbies of the series and trying to go into this whole superhero world with you so you kind of have to follow them starlight is a better person to do that and we get to see her grow throughout the series in the way that Huey doesn't really get to grow, there's a point where Carl Urban's character just says, "Look at you now. You're just growing. A few days ago, you wouldn't been able to do this." And I'm like, "Has he really grown?" <laughs> yeah,
3: he's yeah. I, not. I just like the character of Huey because he's the non-jaded person in the group, yeah. you know. And it's sort of the same way Starlight is, right? Mm-hmm. She's the non-jaded. Super Huey is the non-jaded sort of boys, and I think, I I agree. He's a little dull and stuff, but. I like the fact that he's there to sort of give you the, give you the the the, the mirror and the idea that look this is not normal, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, With Starlight, it's look seeing superheroes act this way is not normal. Don't forget that, and I I, I quite like that about the two of them. It's the yeah. perils
2: of fame, no matter what it is, whether it's becoming someone famous or it's becoming a kind of a vigilante thing that people mm. think in your head is going to work out great, and it doesn't really.
0: It work. doesn't work either way. Yeah. Does this well? How does this compare to the other superheroes, gritty superhero series that we see out there? And that includes uh, Amazon's The Take, Wanted, Kick-Ass, and all that.
3: It's, I mean, for me, it's not gritty.
0: I think. Right. I think the word. Gritty, I mean, there's a lot of grit under its
2: fingernails. No, but absolutely. Sure.
3: But it's not. It's not trying to be gritty, right? It's not that. It's not that Batman versus Superman trying to be. Hey, I'm all greedy yeah. now. It's all dark. I forgot my lights. Kind of situation. <laughs> this is just a really good story. It's. Mm. It's funny. It's violent. It's. And you know what? Towards the end of it, you do get a little jaded. Mm. Like just watching superheroes be just super annoying idiot
2: people. Yeah. It,
3: you know, but you, you have to, again, you need that, those guys to sort of come in and...
2: They have to be that awful to have the boys as their counterpoint.
3: Yeah, and, and I don't know how to compare this to the other ones. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think, again, it goes back to the fact that they're not superpowered is a, a nice element of it. Um, I, another problem I had, I thought it would get more into a kind of procedural... Where they were dealing with other stuff. And from what I've heard of the comic, that gets into a little bit of it where the boys are assigned to check out some new superhero that is obviously like some big comic book hero or whatever like that. And they have this ties back to the seven, I believe, as the series goes on. But I felt it meandered in that regard as well. So I was like, whoa. They're human, but they need to raise up. And also the way that they deal with the female or Kimiko's oh. character is, I think the advertising made it look bad. It was slightly better for a while, but they really don't do that character justice at all.
1: For me, this is similar in style, like probably the most of the wanted, mm-hmm. um, but it has a lightheartedness, or not even lighthearted, but more lighthearted take on dark Things as Kick-Ass does or something like Kingsman does in the way that they shoot and they portray or deal with the gore and the the guts, the shootiness. In the
2: Wanted movie, were they full supervillains or were they assassins? I think they were assassins. Because the comic book, the character looked like Eminem and it was actually, the villains had one Wiped, mind wiped everybody to forget about superheroes and the superheroes were all doing horrible menial jobs mm. thinking that that was their entire lives Sure. and the no. world that, that explained why the world is the way it is that's not the movie yeah yeah,
3: that sounds way better <laughs>
1: it was yeah,
2: yeah. It, it was something that it popped, I hadn't thought about the movie in years and it popped into my head while I was watching this Is like mm. this is very much like that but yeah. most of that that and Kick-Ass even Kick-Ass when he starts off as a normal kid he gets a he gets a brain injury so he can't mm. feel pain so mm. even he ends up with superpowers
3: yeah
1: it, it kind of makes me think of um, Mr. Robot if, mm. Yeah. In the way that Mr. Robot kind of criticizes our sort of, you know, relationship to digital and how we're relying on it and all that. It's the same thing, but with Marvel and Disney and everything that's happened and in this year alone. And sports stars celebrities yeah. and rappers. And in that sense, I think it's better than Mr. Robot does because it criticizes it even better. And it's crafted in a very nice way. But I think there are little pitfalls that it can improve on, hopefully in season two.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. yeah for me I think it. the big thing is that it doesn't take itself too seriously yeah, yeah. you know and I like that
1: the only person taking themselves seriously is Carl
0: Urban yeah we have been talking about Amazon's The Boys you can let us know what you think you can find us on social media we're at skip intro my you can also drop us a note at movies at bfm.my this is the evening edition bfm 89.9